This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is all thanks to Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. We've had some uh, results overnight. The, the one that stuck out for me, BP, and uh, good morning to you, is Victoria Azarenka. Um, what did, I saw a tweet, I'm trying to remember who it was, they were saying, I feel like I'm in a time machine. Or maybe that was the quote from mm. Jim Courier. Good morning. Yeah, it was a rewinding of the clock, uh, Jimmy. It was, it was brilliant tennis from Vika. I mean, the first time she's... You know, made it back to the semi since she won uh, back uh, in 2013. So, yeah, it's been a decade, and she uh, she's playing inspired tennis at the moment. I thought last night, I mean, poor Jessica Bagulik, who uh, you know once again uh, goes through another quarterfinal without taking a set. So, uh, plenty for her to ponder. But yeah, Azarenka, you could tell, and we have the vision obviously of the players, you know, walking from the locker room past all the champions there, that long walk to Rod Laver Arena. And there was just something in the eye of Victoria Azarenka. We were watching her warm up as well in the in the the back blocks of uh, Rod Laver Arena, and she came to play from the opening ball. Uh, you know, her, her returning was terrific. Like that first strike on the serve. I mean, she was getting it up the middle of the court, deep, and it was game on. Vagula uh, had no uh, chance just to work her way into the match, and Azarenka directed the ball beautifully. Yeah, she did everything so well. She was the front runner the entire match. There were a couple little, you know, moments where uh, she was able to get back uh, Pagula and stay within touching distance and, and maybe build some pressure. But as soon as she sort of got a little bit of momentum, it was snuffed out immediately uh, by Azarenka. So it's changed the conversation uh, just a little. I, I think, you know, we, we probably felt that, you know, Vika's still a competitive player, play you don't want to play in the draw. She's still seeded. She's a former champion, but can she actually win another one? I mean, Serena's been the only uh, player in their 30s uh, to have uh, won a slam in the last uh, decade or so. And it's funny, isn't it? Because we went from all the teenagers in the late 90s, Hingis and Capriati and co. And then we went older. Uh, and now we've come back to the last few years, uh, the younger players winning the slam. So this would be, yeah, uh, a full sort of full circle if we had a 33-year-old on the women's side win a grand slam. And, yeah, she's up against Alina Rybakina now. It's a great matchup. I mean, you're quite contrasting in a way. Rybakina is just uh, total firepower. As a rinker, not as much, but still can strike a good ball. But yeah, it, uh, it, the conversation shifts a little now with another you know, top women's seat out. There's an interesting. Uh, there was a couple of interesting matches matchups today, but uh, the fifth seed, Arena Sabalenka and Donna Venkic, who I think she is uh, maybe in the 60s, ranked in the 60s. Um, that's a pretty like that's a pretty big variation in where they sit. Is that going to be a bit of a uh, you know? Is she going to absolutely tower? Well, I think um, you know, Arena uh, is still you know has, has sort of been my 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 tip along the way. I, I just felt she's played really um, assured tennis. She's a fierce ball striker. She's got the serving under control. So on paper, if uh, if she holds it all together. Then Arena certainly um, 
you know, certainly is the favourite. Now, I mean, Donna Vickers, this is a little bit of a resurgence because she did get to world number 19, going back a few years ago, made a quarterfinal of the US Open. But, yeah, the ranking had slipped uh, the last few years. I was just looking at her age, actually. She's still so young, Donna, but I feel like she's been around forever on the tour. So there's still the window for her to uh, maybe get back and have a bit of success. So she's had a terrific tournament. But I think Sabalenka, yeah, on that side of the draw, you know, certainly starts as the favourite. And the other one today, I mean, I just wouldn't put anything past uh, the, the giant killer from Poland in Magda Lynette. I mean, boy, oh boy, you would not have picked her as a quarterfinalist. She's been a solid uh, tour pro. And it's, you know, the age of 30, I mean, that's why players, I think they, they keep maintaining the faith that maybe one day they'll get one chance. Elisa Cornet did it uh, 12 months ago uh, in, her, in her 30s, you know, in her, what, her 63rd major. It took to reach her first quarterfinal. Uh, so you know, if she if she moves Carolina Pliskova around, because Pliskova she doesn't like moving, uh, it's stand and deliver uh, for the big check. And if you get her on her bike and get her uncomfortable, then uh, you know you can certainly stretch her. And um, yeah, I wouldn't put it past her to, to maybe win that match. Has there been a significant change for Magda? It's interesting because there's Alia Tomjanovic. You could say has played the best tennis over her last two years, and she's 28, I think years of age, maybe even 29. The other one was, uh, watched a great documentary on Marty Fish, and it took him a decade mm. until he got to a point where he worked out how to play his best tennis, BP. Yeah, that's the fascinating part of the sport, Jimmy, is yeah. everyone goes on this uh, different journey, and yeah. not everyone's an instant superstar. I mean, we, we can say that about uh, team sports, couldn't we? Uh, you've got the, you know, the, the stars who just you know burst onto the scene and have an immediate impact, and others who take a long time to hone their craft, and and you know, build into a, a player that can actually go deep into majors, and that can be, you know, it can be technically, it can be, um, you know, it can be a mind thing, it can be self belief. I mean, obviously, so many factors into all of that, and and sometimes it can be just the draw as well. I mean, a lot of these players, they yeah. can all play, they can all uh, play really well, but sometimes they need a little bit of luck, you know. And here we go with the women's draw this year. I mean, all these seeds have fallen out, which has allowed a few openings. For a few other players to actually get an opportunity. That's a really good point because you see some people, oh, he's been on the tour for eight years and he's been on for 10 years. Oh, it's their first meeting. And you're like, really? How does mm. how does that happen? Uh, take us to these matches today in the men's singles. Yep. Ben Shelton up against Tommy Paul and Andre Rublev and Novak Djokovic. Well, yeah, Andre, you know, <laughs> you wonder what's going through his mind. We saw Jessica Begula last night stumble at the quarterfinal stage again. Seventh quarterfinal for Rublev, trying to make his first semi at a major. Mm. He's running into the greatest of all time. I mean, it's not Mission Impossible, but it almost is, yeah. uh, the way Djokovic played the other night. So you've got to favour Novak heavily. And Tommy Paul, Ben Shelton, fantastic. A great story for either. Tommy Paul's been around a bit longer, clearly, uh, than Ben, who's just a, a six-month sensation, who's uh, knocked on their door and said, hello, here I am. Uh, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put anything past him today. I'd you know, be serving the way he is, but it will be his first exposure to Rod Laver Arena, so we'll see wow. how he goes stepping onto the main court. Uh, Tommy Paul, I think probably just a little bit of experience, gets his measure, but it wouldn't surprise me if Shelton got up. Mm. Uh, I just saw on the Instagrams that Bernard Tomic put a picture up of Nick Kyrgios recovering and said, despite our differences, we go way back. Wish King Kyrgios a quick recovery. Hope to see him back on the circuit soon. What's going on here? Oh. What's, what's, what's going on? Is he trying to – is there a charity match or, like, what, what's happening? Slam down or something? 
all I can say is that I mean, we've just been blessed, really, to have uh, you know, these two uh, uh, just you know, front and centre uh, of Australian tennis. We really have been blessed. Yeah, yeah. I say that with... Uh... Oh, oh, I can hear it. I can hear, <laughs> yeah, it. I can, I can hear what you're saying, <laughs> with. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. And and then along comes yeah. Alex Timonor, you know, <laughs> which is a complete antithesis yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> BP, we know you've got lots of commitments during the course of these couple of weeks. Uh, appreciate it. We'll speak tomorrow. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Uh, there he is, uh, the great Brett Phillips, the pinnacle of engineering, the Kia EV6 GT. Have you seen those Kia ads? No. What are they? When you watch the tennis. Uh, sure. In the broadcast. Sure. Well, you exclusively don't... Channel 10, are you? I... <laughs> no matter what's I on. I definitely don't tune out. Okay. Is that the nanny is on or something? What's Channel 10 got running prime time? Plenty of things, Jimmy. Look it up. Okay. I will. Uh, you don't Kia... watch our news. Kia... <laughs> you need to email it to me. Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. All right, we'll get ourselves to a break. After the break, we are back with more. Stick around. It's um, Summer Breakfast with Jaleesa and Jimmy. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 1170am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.